Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, fly solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. I'm joined in studio. He is the team chaplain for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's the lead pastor at Spring Creek Church in Pewaukee. He is Pastor Chip Bernhard. Pastor Chip, how are you doing today? I'm doing great and uh, happy to be here. Man, it's good to see you again. It's uh, we have not met officially met, but I my my daughter Katie, son-in-law John, and my three wonderful grandsons Keegan, Logan, and Beckett all attend uh, your church and love Spring Creek, and you're doing a great job there. Thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. They go probably in the same classes as my grandkids, so uh, it's fun to have. How them many there. do you have? I have five grandkids, and they all come to church. So. How, what What are their ages? Seven, five, five, three, and two. And that's awesome. We had Pastor David Chadwick on uh, Faith in the Zone, and he talked about his grandkids, and he made a comment. He said, had I known how great it was to be a grandfather, I would have skipped the parenthood thing altogether. I say amen to that. Amen (laughs) amen to that. I I agree, man. It's uh, it's awesome. They live across the street, and uh, we get a chance to spend a lot of time with them. Pastor Chip, let's uh, talk a little bit about your background um, where you grew up and, and how you ended up here in Pewaukee. Sure. Well, I grew up in Monroe, Michigan, south of uh, Detroit. And um, we lived there through um, middle school, high school, moved to Toledo, Ohio, just a few hours south, and uh, went to a very large high school, played a little basketball there, and then went to Cedarville University in near Dayton, Ohio. Went to Grand Rapids Seminary in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and spent about seven years as an associate pastor in New Jersey, South Jersey area. And then a church here in Wisconsin was looking for a pastor and um, interviewed me and took a risk on a pretty young guy to come in and trust the congregation to. And we just finished 30 years of ministry here in Wisconsin. Wow, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. So that officially makes you a cheesehead. I don't know if you know I, that. I, I am, if you do 30 years, I, you're a cheesehead. I bleed green and gold, I, and yes, I'm a cheesehead. Man, that's awesome. I, how was your, your years at Cedarville? I, I, I talked to a number of people um, that have either been to the school, have gone through the school, at work at the school. We've had a couple of guests on uh, from the school and, and Pastor, I, I have to tell you, I've never heard anybody say, you know what, that that wasn't very good uh, good years for me. Well, I've heard nothing but great things. I'm really excited that you say that because I'm on the board of trustees, oh, there you go. Chair, chairman, and um, 
so I'm very involved. In fact, I just got back last week from from the school. We just went Division Two a couple years ago um, in all of our sports. We have great facilities, wonderful coaches. Um, God is on the move at, at Cedarville, and um, our athletic programs are strong. Faith is a huge part of that. And uh, we hope to have a record enrollment this fall at Cedarville, probably over 900 freshmen coming in uh, wow. this year. Yeah. That's awesome. God is good. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that that is. And, and the people we've had on, Pastor, from students, we had a, a young gal, and I can't remember her name, but she was in, in the Olympics, um, and and uh, a runner, I think. A runner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I and she was. I thought, boy, if we can, maybe she's young. Maybe we'll do one segment with her. We did a show with her, and my favorite line was, "I said, hey, do the boys come up and ask for your phone number now?" Or she said, "You know, no." They say congratulations, and they look at me, but they don't ask me for my phone number. It was hysterical. She was really sharp. She was all of about 17 or 18 years old, and she carried the show, Pastor. She was phenomenal. And and every time we asked her a question, she brought it back to family or faith. And she did it so naturally that you knew after about 10 minutes that that's who she was. Yeah, I'm encouraged to hear that, and we have lots more like that. Yeah, yeah some some really good coaches. Mm-hmm. When when you decided to, to move to Wisconsin, any surprises for you? Was it, was it What your thought of Wisconsin before you came here and then once you got here, any uh, any surprises? Uh, no, I knew it was going to be cold, and it is. Yes, um, and still. I, I think the surprise maybe was – the loyalty of the fan base here to their home teams. You know, other places, I was near Philadelphia. Philadelphia booed, you know, their all-stars if they struck out one time. Oh, they do. It's unbelievable. The loyalty of the people here to their sports teams was a bit of a surprise to me. You know, I have uh, born and raised here in Milwaukee. My wife and I both. um, Never. I've certainly traveled places I worked down in Chicago, but I continued to live here. And um, I'm a Bucks, Packer, Brewer, Wave, you know, Admirals, all of them. I love them all, follow them all, cheer for them, root for them, get a little upset sometimes with them. But at the end of the day, you know, it's uh, that that's who I'm. If I were to move, I would continue to be a Packer fan or a Bucks fan or a Brewer fan. Well, Mike, um, next year, Bucks season. Uh, let's go to a Bucks game together. I'll would take you to that. Chapel and uh, meet some of the guys, and we'll have a good time together. Man, I I would love that. I, I really again coaching basketball. This was my thirty fifth year. We can make that happen. That's that's awesome. You know, I know as um as the chaplain for the Bucks, we, we and we've had chaplains on before that we're not going to talk specifically about any player unless right. they're retired. I might talk about them if they're retired. Okay, sure, that, sure. The um. Do you remember the first couple of 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 games that you went and you and and you did uh, prayer service? Yes. You, you walked. Were you nervous? Oh, I was very nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys are gazillionaires compared to a pastor, right? So, I mean, all of them are millionaires sitting there around the circle. And um, I went the first time twenty years ago, and it was kind of an uh, Audition, I guess you'd say. And if the players liked it, I could come back. If they didn't, I would never hear from them again. And so I went the first time and waited for the phone to ring, and it rang, and they said, well, yeah, can you come to do the next game? And that's kind of how it all got started. I have a pastor friend who was the um, 76ers chaplain, and the Bucks 
came to his chapel and said, you know, most of us don't live in Milwaukee, but we'd like to have a chapel program. Who could you recommend? And the uh, answer was, he says, well, I got a buddy. I'll call him and see if he'd be available. And that happened uh, 20 years ago. So you're the first the, you were the first team chaplain? Um, I think they had had one years and years ago, and then it had lapsed, and there wasn't a chaplain, um, but um, they were looking to get one started again. When, when you do um, when you do a Bible study or yeah. you bring the guys together, uh, did, did the players from, from both teams yes. come? Yes, we do both teams together. It's open. Of course, it's, it's not mandatory. It's voluntary. And so I go into the visiting locker room, um, announce, you know, chapel starts in 10 minutes if anybody wants to come. And um, sometimes I'll remember the players from previous years. And as you know, there's turnover, a lot of turnover in the NBA. So I don't always, um, rookies come and I don't know if they're chapel goers or not. All the chaplains in the NBA network together are a list of players that might come to chapel. And so I kind of know certain players i kind of will try to find them before the game and make sure they know where it is sometimes they have responsibilities they can't come to chapel it's understandable but if i just always try to make it available to them and we'll have sometimes uh, we've had as many as 10 visiting players come in um one year uh, several years ago from the portland trail blazers and um and sometimes nobody comes. You just never know on a given night. Do, do you know, do you have a pretty good feeling for the home team, for the oh, Bucks? Yeah. what players are uh, yeah. are coming, what players are not? It Does it at times ever get frustrating for you, Pastor? Um, it, yes, but I'm not sure in what way you're meaning it. But um, uh, yes, it does. As att- att- attendance uh, to start with, and then I've got a follow-up sure. question. But um Sure. I suppose uh, there have been times where I've driven down there in the traffic in a cold night, and, and um, only once have I gone down there in the last 20 years and nobody came. So I've always had somebody show up. And then you know, on a given night, I'm walking a hallway, I see a Bradley Center worker or somebody, and I bump into them, and we have a conversation, and I can point them to some spiritual answer to a problem in their lives. And I kind of go home in my car at the end saying, you know, I thought I was coming to do this particular kind of work and i go home saying lord you used me in another kind of work so that's happened every night the um the follow-up question is the the frustration side and and, and i'm not sure i i would assume this has happened but somebody that that has come to chapel service with you that may get in some trouble and you you open the newspaper and read it and think Boy, oh boy, I you know that that's that's hard for me as a as a basketball coach. If some of the kids that I'm I'm coaching and leading go astray, even if it's two, three, four years later, boy, it bothers me. It bothers me. It yes, and that has happened. And you read the newspaper and and you cringe inside. I suppose on one hand you think, well, maybe if I would have said something differently, it could have helped them. On the other hand, you say the dirty scoundrel why did he do it and then the other part of you says i want to help him you know what he made one bad decision that doesn't define his life we all believe in forgiveness and and moving on and so all of those kind of feelings go through when you when you find out about that is it almost like being a parent sometimes oh in some ways yes in some ways um that's probably true yeah he is Patrick, uh, Pastor Chip Bernhard. He is uh, the lead pastor at Spring Creek Church. He's the team chaplain for your Milwaukee Bucks. 
They had a great year this year, by the way. Pastor really Chip. fun year. They're a great team to watch. Really fun. Halfway through, wasn't sure. I, I my son Matthew um, is a Bucks freak. He is. I, I called him. I think right near the end of the year, and said, "Is there room on the bandwagon?" Because he watches every game. He will re- rearrange his schedule to watch the game. Um, he played four years at Maranatha Baptist Bible College. And I'm a college guy more than I am, I think, a pro basketball uh, fan. And I'll call and say, are you watching this Badger game? He'll say, no, the Bucks are on. And and that's his. Uh, so he really, this year, especially when they got up 2-1 on Toronto, he thought, here we go. And uh, it was a tough crash for him. It was a tough. It, it was, But they showed. They showed. They showed. And they played with heart. And that was really, really fun. That first Thursday night uh, game in Milwaukee. I've been going down there 20 years. I have never heard the arena louder than it was that night. And of course, they played great. They crushed them. And you kind of started feeling like this this plane's taken off. We've got places to go. I don't know if we've had a player in a long time with the kind of excitement that Giannis has created in this city. And he just, look, I've never met the young man. But everything I read and everything that people that that have met him or have spent time with him said, look, he works harder than anybody. He's a really nice guy, and he loves the city. I have met him, and all of those things are true times 10. He is a very fine young man. He is the hardest-working kid you'll ever meet, and you think, wow, he's really good. He's just natural. When he first came into the league, he didn't play like he does now. And he has drilled and drilled and drilled by the hours every single day to get where he is. I think he's grounded. I think he loves Milwaukee. Um, I think he loves being in the United States of America. I think he loves the NBA. I think he knows he has uh, a privileged position, and he doesn't want to ruin it. Boy, that's uh, that's great yeah. to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. If you want to know more about Pastor Chip, uh, their website at Spring Creek is uh, www.springcreek.com. Uh, they are uh, 2200 uh, Capital Drive, 220th and Capital Drive. My goodness, I've been there. It's in Pewaukee. And again, he is the lead pastor at Spring Creek. This is Faith in the Zone. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. We're joined by Pastor Chip Bernard. Chip Bernhard. Boy, I bet people have messed that up your whole life. Yes, Pastor. they have. So don't yeah. feel bad. No, you're just you're in a long line. I keep trying. I keep trying. He's the lead pastor at Spring Creek Church and is the team chaplain, again, for your Milwaukee Bucks. Pastor, do you, when you watch basketball do you watch it once once you're done with what you do do you watch it as a fan yes 
I, I love basketball. I love um, I I coached a little. I played a little, and I am one hundred percent fan during the game. Um, and after the game, you know, go back into the role because we have a prayer together at the end. But I cheer my lungs out. And that's awesome. Hey, before each game, how long is this, how long is the Bible? Did you call it a Bible study? We just call it chapel. Chapel. Yeah. How, how long do you, do you, is there a certain amount that you want to keep it to? Yeah, we meet. Um, so if the tip off is at seven, we meet at six. So it's an hour before game time. It's fifteen minutes, and you know sometimes in church you can go a couple of minutes overtime and it's okay and you get away with it. You can't in this. They have, you know, meetings with coaches, and I certainly do not ever want to be responsible for, you know, messing up game plans for a game. So we're really conscientious. In fact, if the guys stay, I push them out the door so that they're not late for their team meeting. You know, you talked about um, they have meetings with the coaches and stuff, and, and later in the show we're going to get to an article uh, that I read. This is old. It's It was when uh, Jeff Van Gundy was the head coach with the Knicks, and he had made a comment and criticizing uh, the, the, the Knicks chaplain, saying, "Look, he's got too much. Um, he, he's got too much leeway here. He's got a lot of access." Was the word he used to the team. And I'm going to talk to you about that on sure. the other um, during segment number three. Sure. Have have the Bucks? The Bucks organization has gone through transition as far as being sold. Always been been pretty um, helpful to you and encouraging to you. Um, yes, I, I don't have any problems. We. We fly below the radar, all right? We're not, I'm not going to hear, talk to you even today about what happens inside of chapel. You know, I give them spiritual content. We pray. They give me requests. But in terms of each individual player, um, no, that's not for public information. And you're not going to ask me about that. Nope. But, yeah, I have I have cooperation. And, but we're really there to serve the players. It, it, it's, it's what players have asked for. They want this. And um, it's not just what the management wants. And, you know, when you're a multimillion dollar player and you want a chaplain to come in and chat with you and or pray with you, I think the management is going to work with ways to do that so that it doesn't conflict with um, the rest of the program of what they want it to do. We had um, uh, Daryl Strawberry on, oh, yeah. Pastor Daryl Strawberry, and, and we talked to him about his journey. And, and he said... As a baseball player, he said, once I got into the major leagues and I was making the kind of money I was making, I this was everything that I dreamt about as a child. I wanted to be the, one of the best baseball players. I was that. I wanted to, to be rich. I was that. I wanted to have all the houses, the cars, the girls, all of it. He said, I thought I had everything I wanted, and I was so depressed, and I was so unhappy, and I couldn't figure out why. And I turned to drugs and that made me happy for a minute. And he said, then I was even more depressed. Never have I felt the peace and the happiness in my life until I made that, that step of accepting Jesus Christ as my personal savior. And for him to say that on, on this show and say, look, that's the, as as, you see that all around uh, Major League Baseball and and professional sports that these guys are at the pinnacle. He said that the, one of the hard things was the temptation. In every city, there was somebody there saying, "Hey, you want to go out? You want to do this? Come look at these girls." And he said that was very difficult for him. I think every NBA player would tell you that that's difficult. 
They walk into a motel. There's people lined up not only to want their autographs, but to take them down the wrong door and the wrong path. And so, you know, I think they always have to stay on their guard. And I think Daryl's testimony to you um, is true of many, many guys. I've had guys tell me, I won the world championship. And after the game, I sat in my locker, happy we won, and said to myself at the end of it all, is that all there is? He won the pinnacle of, I won't tell his name, but he won the pinnacle of the highest prize in basketball. And he said, a depression went over me. You just went to the highest mountain, and it didn't fit and fill the, the pain inside your soul. And he said, it was at that time I realized I need something more than what sports can provide for me. It's amazing because we've had that conversation on this show with with a couple of guys, and there was there was a, a team chaplain for another professional sports team here in Milwaukee, and he he reached out to to one of their players who had never come to chapel, but he just said, "Hey, how you doing?" And the guy turned and said, "What do I need you for? Can I ask you?" And the guy said, "Excuse me." The chaplain said, "Excuse me." He said, "Look." I look at how many zeros I have at the end of my bank account. Man, I got more zeros than I know what to do with. My wife is a 10. Both of my girlfriends are 10s. I have three cars. I got houses. What do I need you for? And the chaplain said, you know what? I'd love to have that conversation with you. You're, you want to have that conversation? And the guy said, no, because I don't think I need you. He said, you've got my number. You're going to need me. Mm-hmm. You and when you do, you call me. Well, 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 well. This is where our starting point is, and I've got to believe that there's a number of number of men in professional sports, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey, probably hockey as well, that think this is this is what my life is. I'm loving this life. There will come to a point, though, Pastor. I believe this in everybody's life where they go. Is, there, is this all there is? What does a prophet a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? The Bible says. And I think that's absolutely been the experience of, of many, um, many players. You also know that the NBA record of players that make millions and spend it all and are in poverty before they reach the age of 50 is very, very high. And so one of the things I talk about in chapel is preparing themselves for life outside of basketball. Pastor, in the, the time we have left in, in, this, uh, in this segment, I want to talk a little bit about an article that I read. Um, Anthony Johnson, a chaplain for the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, talked about five things, um, six things, excuse me, uh, that it takes to, to, and it, to be a chaplain. He was an ex-player. And number one for him was faith covers the whole field. Talks about being a former player serving, but the number has nearly doubled is what he talks about. He says, my focus is biblical, but I make it inclusive. No matter what the player's faith, I'll talk to him. And I'm not afraid to engage with players who are, you know, an atheist. Atheist. We can have great talks as well. So number one for him is faith covers the whole field. And I'm wondering your your uh, opinion on that. Well, I, absolutely, I think that's true. We get guys who come to chapel because they're in a shooting slump, and they think if they come to chapel and go to a prayer time, maybe it'll get them a little better luck, and it'll pull them out. Whatever the reason, they're welcome. And we try to give practical nuggets that help them in their life off off the court. 
Um, and I pray for them. I pray for their specific needs. I pray for their family members that they that they bring before us. And we have a, a time of prayer together at the end. Who doesn't want somebody to pray for them and whatever's going on in their lives? And so, yeah, we've had lots of people come from various reasons. And I I think I have regulars who come every every game who aren't necessarily religious people, but they sense something's missing in their life and they want to fill it. That's awesome. And I think... You know, if, if he's having a shooting slump, if that's what gets him in the door, and all of a sudden he starts thinking, okay, I've hit 10 in a row here, baby. This is, you know, if they look upon this as this is my lucky charm, but yet now they start to to, to understand and they start to hear and they start to, to seek. I, that's a great, come Mike, on in. I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that during a game, if I didn't offer up a prayer to the Lord saying, couldn't that guy get on a hot streak, Lord, so he'll come back to chapel? Absolutely. Lord, can you can you help him hit a free throw once in a while? I've prayed that too. Yeah, but there are some, some guys in the NBA that could use a few of us praying. Uh, the second thing that Anthony Johnson, again, chaplain for the Jaguars, talks about is part of the job is clerical. He said, we hold chapel during camp and the night before games. You know, a ton of players show up. We're also available for pastoral care, um, coaches' study groups. Uh, my wife leads a wife's study group. And some years we have couples study. We also um, have one of our front of the front office that continues in the offseason. And he says, look, we, you know, this is more than just a very small part-time job. Once you kind of get into it, you can expand the job a little bit. And uh, it was interesting I, as an ex-player for him to say, look, part of this now has gotten to be pretty big. Um, that that absolutely happens. I We have players who attend our church during the season. I have retired player now who's attending our church. I've had um, retired broadcasters who I got to know over the t- time. And uh, I ended up preaching his funeral. I... I he was a, a guy looking for love in all the wrong places, even as an 80-some-year-old man. And he came to me and w- realized I had a love for basketball. He had a love for basketball. And uh, I spent hours with the guy. He really made a great commitment to the Lord. And um, he died with peace in his heart. And I, it was my privilege to preach his funeral. So, yeah, we kind of become a, a pastor uh, to all kinds of people down there. Yeah. That's awesome. We're going to get to a break. We'll get through the other uh, parts of this article. Our special guest for the entire hour, and I'm I'm proud to say that I've I've heard him preach, and uh, he's good. He's really good. In fact, Spring Creek. He's the lead pastor at Spring Creek Church, team chaplain for your Milwaukee Bucks. Spring Creek is located on 220th uh, West Capitol Drive in Pewaukee. Their phone number, if you have questions. 262-695-2211 or go online springcreek.com springcreek.com he is pastor chip uh, bernhard again the lead pastor at spring creek church this is faith in the zone on sports radio 1057 fm the fan welcome back to faith in the zone an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Accurate Basement Repair. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Well, 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back with us next week. We're talking to the lead pastor at Spring Creek. He's also the team chaplain for your Milwaukee Bucks. He's Pastor Chip Bernhardt. Pastor Chip, we were talking about this article, this uh, chaplain from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I just want to get through the, the rest of this. So number two is part is, is clerical. Part three is is part is personal. And he talks about being able to, you know, throughout the years he's done this, to be able to to, to meet and, and become friends. And, and now it's become a little bit personal when somebody's got a question on how to resolve conflicts in their marriage, or they talk about, you know, not, be, not being able to walk worthy while they're on the road. He's there for them. That happens. In fact, in many ways, Mike, what happens in chapel prepares us for the opportunities to happen outside of chapel. So I've had guys call me and say, hey, I'm having struggle in my marriage. Do you do marriage counseling? Um, yeah, I do. And, uh, well, can we come see you? And so, yes, outside of chapel, those are opportunities are fantastic. And you have more time. You don't have the tip-off breathing down your neck. And you can really spend time and get practical and help people. So, um, yeah, we kind of become pastors uh, to those that want the help uh, later on after uh, chapel's over. Man, you're busy, man. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> you, are, you are busy. Um, number four, perspective helps. His quote is, I don't discourage players from praying for wins, but I do stress that if God doesn't answer their prayer, it doesn't say anything about his purpose for this guy, for the guy. Yeah, we have to keep perspective. I, I don't believe in luck, and I don't believe that, you know, because you come to chapel, you're going to win and or hit your free throws. Um, and that's not why I'm there. And they know very quickly that's not why. And when we pray at center court after the game, um, I will grant you some of those prayers when you get blown out by 30 are a little harder to pray than when you hit the last second shot and the win uh, comes. There's no question the emotion is a different emotion. But we stand there and we say there are certain things more important than a game, and that is our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so we bow our heads and we acknowledge we always need divine help in our life, and um, that's what we do. Lastly, he talks about having a game face. He said, look, I'm on the sidelines. And I know you said um, at, in the Briley Center, and said, I offer some encouragement, but mostly I just stay out of the way. I know what it's like to be focused on the field because he was the next player. You had played some basketball. Um, similar, I think, to what he's saying, Pastor, you're there before and you're there after, but during you, you just kind of you got to stay out of the way. The only thing I've done during a game that might uh, enter into chapel ministry is um, when Michael Red blew his knee out, um, uh, even when Jabari blew his knee out. You, you go in and, and offer um, to pray with them and to say, Lord, you know, hey, we need extra help here. We need divine assistance, um, either for healing or for the strength to get through it. And um, God's always been able to do that. Boy, that's that. And we had talked earlier in the show about, you know, is this like at times you feel like a parent when situations like that happen um, as as a, in a couple of players that are strong in their faith got to be really difficult um to 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 be able to help them through that um it's it's very hard and especially when somebody loses um a knee and blows it out or an Achilles heel or whatever it's going to be but you know somewhere you realize God allowed it to happen 
you can either grow bitter or you can get better. And um, the guys I've worked with, I believe guys of faith end up turning those negatives into positives and they work really hard and they believe gods can help them through. I mean, we all know the infamous stories of Reggie White. He'd get hurt and, you know, either God healed him or he willed himself to get back out on there and field him and play even better than before. And the guys that I've uh, mentored and helped spiritually that have gone down, keep a good attitude, keep trusting in the Lord. Don't let your spirit get down. God's not finished with you yet. That's the kind of message we need to hear. We're talking with Pastor Chip Bernhard. He is uh, the lead pastor at Spring Creek, uh, springcreek.com for more information on on the church where he is the lead pastor. My daughter, Katie, son-in-law, John, three grandsons, go to Spring Creek. And uh, Pastor Chip and his staff doing a really good job there. If you have any questions, their phone number is 262 695 Two two one one, Pastor. A number of weeks ago on the show, we had a, a college football coach on, and I made a comment that said, "Look, I I think for as long as I've been coaching, you know, kids have changed with with social media and with a lot of different things. They they've really seemed to have changed over the years." And he said, "Look, I would disagree with you on that." He said, "I think we've changed." And I said, "Really?" And he said, "Look, when I started as a head football coach in college." I was 26 years old. I was single. I wasn't far removed from being a player. I was one of them. I was that guy. I was the cool guy. I was the cool head football coach. I'm now 47 years old, married, got three kids, and I, I'm i the one who's changed. I don't think they've changed. And this has really stuck with me. And so I'm wondering for, for you, and you've been doing this a long time, is it us that's changing? Is it, you know, these young adults, these, these young NBA players, are they similar to what they were 15 years ago, or or are we both changing? I think we're both changing. I think culture changes. I think there's more and more um, basketball players who are raised in dysfunctional homes than ever before. And so if you aren't raised with a mom or a dad or both, you bring a little baggage along in your life. And so I think there's more of those perhaps today than ever before. I don't think it means that they're going to get disqualified. I think it just means they might need a little extra help uh, going through um, life. So I think some of the players have changed. You got to understand some of these guys work their way through um, from, you know, central city homes, tough environments, get good, God's blessing, they sign great contracts, become multimillionaires, and they might have the emotional maturity of a middle schooler, and they're millionaires. Boy. They need mentors. They yeah, need they people to point them in the right direction and to be good uh, guidelines and friends uh, for them. And um, uh, so, yeah, I think guys need uh, a little help along the way, and that's what I'm supposed to do. We had uh, Bobby Bowden head coach from Florida State on uh, Faith in the Zone. And he talked in that Southern accent about when he recruited a young man, he would go into that that kitchen or to that living room and he would tell, normally it was the mom or the grandmother, he would say, I don't know where you are in your faith, but I will assure you that your son is going to go to church when he comes to Florida State. And he said the people, the only people that that have said no to him over the years were some Christian families, 
saying, you know what, you're not going to hold on. He goes to church here. He's fine on his own. He said the harder the, the, the environment of the house, the more they wanted that young man to go to church. And and that was a big, he said, look, that was a big deal for some of the kids. He said, I was as close to a father figure as as a lot of these young men were, were, were going to have. And for me to tell the mom who had just gotten out of jail, I'm going to make sure your son goes to church, she, he said they were all for that. And, and, and you're right. These kids need a mentor. Mike, at the end of the day, I think everybody knows there's somebody bigger than you and me that they've got to relate to, and we need a little help getting there. And um, and that's kind of what chaplains do. Pastor, with, with Spring Creek um, in your church, you, you've had, uh, you know, you it's a big church. You have a number of people there. And um, I, I like, I've met a, a number of guys on your staff that right. have been marvelous, by the way. Right. Thank you for that. Yep. Very helpful. Uh, grandkids uh, play in the sports leagues there in Upward, and Mike does a good job over there. And, and I get to go over there and watch them. And and uh, I just think, I think the world is some of the people that work for you. How are you feeling on where we are as a community in southeast Wisconsin today compared to maybe where, where we were 10 or 20 years ago? Are you feeling better? Are you concerned? I'm concerned. Yeah, I am I, too. I, I'm really concerned. Um, I don't feel like the culture is moving in a better direction. I think it's um, slowly moving in a bad direction. Um, I think racial issues are at an all-time high, and um, that makes me very sad. And uh, doing everything I can to um, one by one see those walls um, disappear. But it's good job security for a pastor because yeah, I, think, I think I um, think having um, spiritual needs of people will always be there. And uh, we're all about trying to help people change from the inside out. Pastor, I'll have people that will come up to me in the – at a basketball game or in the grocery store. And if they listen to some of the other shows that I do, my high school stuff, sure. for the most part, they'll yell from across the gym, hey, McGivern, love the high school stuff. But if they're a fan of Faith in the Zone, they will walk quietly to get <laughs> next to me and they'll say something like, hey, look around. I really like that religion show you do. And I'll say, I don't like religion. I, I don't do a religion show. And they'll look at me like, What? And I'll say, hey, let me. You want to have a cup of coffee and talk about it? And they'll be like, no, no, no. But I really like that faith thing you do. And they'll quietly, and then they'll get out of there. And I don't know why that is, Pastor. I, I, I think we all feel like it's so personal. We're a little afraid to be vulnerable to somebody else and realize we all need a little help. Everybody, you needed it. I needed it. I still do, and I'm still in a growing process. And to get a little spiritual coaching. I see myself, Mike, you see yourself as a basketball coach. Yes, sir. I see myself as a spiritual coach, whether they're the players uh, uh, at um, the Bucks or whether they're people at Spring Creek Church. I want to help people get from A to B spiritually and grow in their faith. It, it's, uh, and I'll tell you one last story. One of my favorite stories from the show, it was a Division three basketball coach in Indiana. And he said, look, I... I was really, really comfortable in the locker room sharing my faith. I, my players, I could, sh I could get up on the mountaintop and share my faith with these guys. And I walked out of the locker room, and I couldn't, 
I had a, such a hard time sharing my faith with people in the community, in the neighborhood, in the grocery store, at the gas station. He said, I took, I read books. I took some classes at church and how to evangelize. I just could, I, I, I struggled. And then I read a book called I'm Not a Fan. And it, I spent the extra $3 to get a, a rubber bracelet that said I'm not a fan. And I wore it. I read the book. And I, I love the book. And I'm in the grocery store. And somebody sees this. And he, they say, who, hey, who aren't you a fan of? And he said, I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ. And the people would go, what? And he'd say, I'm not a fan because fans sit on the sidelines. I'm a follower. Can I tell you about it? He said, Mike, all those books I read and all those classes, what it took was a $3 bracelet. And the Lord put that on my, my wrist and said, okay, now you're ready. Go. And he said, you can't imagine how many people have asked me that and how comfortable I am now to talk about my faith. And we are seeing um, our children's ministries and student ministries at our church um, we're breaking records with the numbers of uh, kids coming. We're building a new facility uh, for our children's ministries because we're out of room. And so we're encouraged that parents see the need to bring spiritual training to uh, children today. And ultimately, we believe Jesus Christ is the answer. Yeah, I agree with you. But I, and, and getting back to I'm worried, too. I, I am worried. I There's, there's too much... Um, there's too many kids growing up without somebody saying, no, no, the direction you need to go is this. I talked about a young man that I coach, and he lives with his mom. It's a single mom, two kids. It can be done. This young man, 3-H student, very strong in his faith. He uh, he wants to talk a lot about Bible verses on the way to school that I, t- I take him to school a lot on uh, in the mornings. And good athlete, and just really, so it can be done. I asked him, how are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And he said, you really want to know? And I said, yeah. He said, I want to get good grades in high school to get into a college. I want to get good grades in college to get a good job. And I then want to take care of my mother the way she is taking care of me. It's a kid who's got to figure it out. And and I'm encouraging and doing everything I can. I think he's if he's the next leader in our community, we'll be okay but I'm not sure. We all need um, significant others in our lives, other than even our parents. Parents are very important. But we all need those extra people that God can bring into our lives that can encourage us, point us in the right direction, teach us life principles. And I think the spiritual dimension of that, and the as, as recorded in the scriptures, having nice people come along and mentor kids in those directions is priceless. Man, this is good. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I'm going to question about this old article that I read uh, regarding the New York Knicks coach who said, look, our chaplain might have too much freedom. And I want to ask you about this, and I'm going to tell you that what the chaplain said, the quote he gave was incredible. And I'll tell you more on the other side of the break. My special guest this week, he is the lead pastor at Spring Creek Church, the team chaplain for your Milwaukee Bucks. He's Pastor Chip Bernhard from against Spring Creek. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me.
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. We're joined by Pastor Chip Bernard. He is the lead pastor at Spring Creek Church, team chaplain for your Milwaukee Bucks. So, Pastor, I read this article. It's an older article. Uh, when uh, Jeff Van Gundy was the uh, head coach of the New York Knicks, and he made a comment that the chaplain has too much freedom, too much access to his team. And the chaplain's quote and his answer back to that was, I've got to pray for Jeff more than I've been praying for him. Uh, I can't get mad at Jeff. It's a matter of him not really understanding yet, and I'm praying that one day he will understand. I thought, what a great comeback from this pastor. And I don't want to get specific to teams, but but generally in the NBA, is is, is that a difficult relationship, coach, to, to team chaplain? Well, first of all, I think the coach has every um, right as the leader of the team to decide how much access anybody gets to his players. And so we respect the authority of um those who are in authority over us, Bible tells us to do that. So if a coach says that, then um, that's the way it ought to be. But I think the assumption that Jeff probably had was Chapel will make players soft. And I would argue just the opposite happens. I would too. I think when you play for the glory of God and you realize I'm playing for an audience bigger than those who are in the stands and those who are watching on television and even for the coach that's watching me in the sideline— I'm trying to please my Lord and Savior who's watching from above. I think that means you play even harder. And guys like David Robinson and Michael Redd and um, Irvin Johnson and others that I've had a chance to meet, uh, you wouldn't call those pansies when they're out there on the the court. They played hard. They played strong. And I think their faith made them better on the court. Hey, we had um, uh, we had Dan Whitelaw in. Oh, great guy! Uh, he and yeah, I, a year and a half ago, we he and I share the responsibilities as chaplain for the Bucks. He is a really good man. Yes, he is. I enjoyed the time that that I had with him. His wife is even better than he is, by he, the way. Really, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to meeting her. I'm going to get a hold of uh, of Dan again here in the future and bring him back in. He was a really interesting. He's done great work. He believes uh, to the uh, his core. Uh, uh, with the city of Milwaukee, and he, he will, yeah, he's going to make a difference, and yeah. he has made a difference. I, I just was so impressed with his background. And um, his son was a good high school ball player, too. His son was a good yeah. high school yeah. basketball Yeah, he played at Brown Deer, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And uh, we, we had that conversation. In fact, he then went, he was at a wedding in Texas, I believe his son's wedding. And um, he he met a guy who who's, they talked about sports and and he said, "Look, I was just on a show called Faith in the Zone. You'd be perfect for that." So he had this guy call me and and we had uh, a really good guest on uh, because of of, of Dan and yeah, it was really good. Pastor, thank you so much. We're gonna wrap this up. I appreciate your time and uh, all the good work that you do at Spring Creek. It's it's good to talk with my daughter and my son-in-law and these grandkids. And again, I've been to your church quite a bit, a couple of times to hear you preach, a couple of times to watch my grandsons play not only basketball, but in that football league, they got to get a little tougher. (laughs) I got to get, yeah, they're like seven or eight and six. They got to get a little tougher. Well, let me say your wife's done a good job of raising your kids. I mean, you both have done a good job of raising your kids. Hey, pastor, I taught my son to go left on the basketball floor. Yeah, I taught him how to go left and feed the open guy that's hit two shots in a row. Well, your daughter and son-in-law make a great contribution. We love having them. 
Yeah, they're they're really good people. Pastor, keep up the good work. Um, Buck season next year. I'm going to take you up on that. I'll go to a game with we'll you. We'll get you then. Yeah, I look forward to that. Again, you can go to springcreek.com for more information. Uh, he is Pastor Chip Bernhardt. He is lead pastor at Spring Creek. He's been a, get, a great guest, team chaplain for your Milwaukee Bucks. Have a great week. Thank you. God bless. God bless you as well. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.